they understand what's being reconciled, when it's being reconciled, what it's attached to. And we're the correct APIs and helping them embed that within the reporting and reconciliation that they're offering within or that they have within the software. You're now listening to FinTech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. I want to take a couple of seconds here to talk about this episode's sponsor, Rails. Rails is on a mission to build the largest financial data network as an underlying foundation to all financial technology companies and financial institutions of the future. I'm a bit of a data geek and know that data is the thing that underlies every modern financial technology solution. It's not the easiest to get a hold of, especially on businesses. This is where Rails comes in with its single API that enables businesses to connect major financial and accounting service providers like QuickBooks, Sage, FreshBooks, and more. With Rails, you get the business data you need to build the next Altlender, Neobank, forecasting software, or even modern insurance brokerage. And Rails does the difficult process of normalizing so that you're working with smart data. Rails has a special offer for startups. When you sign up for Rails pay-as-you-go plan, you qualify for six months free access to all connections, all live integrations, and all environments. You can follow the link in the description or let their team know that you came through FinTech Confidential. Be sure to subscribe to FinTech Confidential on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player by going to podcast.fintechconfidential.com and sign up for FinTech Confidential information at access.fintechconfidential.com. Allison, welcome to the show. It's fabulous to have you on. I'm really excited to understand what Flexible is doing in the marketplace and how focusing down on a very specific niche has helped you accelerate growth. Thanks, Ted, for having me here on your podcast. You and I have had a chance to talk a little bit and, and get to know each other. I'd really like for you to take some time to just help us understand what was the striking point that got you into financial technology. My background is in uh, software technology space working for a couple of different uh, quick-growing startups uh, here in Montreal. Most recently, I was head of partnerships for a sport and recreation e-commerce business here. And we served everything from your local gymnastics to cheerleading all the way most recently to working with park and rec departments, some municipal departments that offer a wide array of different sports. And uh, a lot of what I did in partnerships and some of my even prior speaking engagements that I've done was how to leverage technology for the world of sport and rec and how to better business management tools and how to make their whole buying process more frictionless with the use of technology. And a reoccurring theme in that is, is payments and that relationship between payment software, the end user experience as well as the, the business experience behind it, really. On my downtime with my horse, my dog going out, I'm a huge outdoor fan. It led me to mull it over quite, some, quite a little bit and really think that there had to be a better solution in terms of, again, leveraging payments for a specific vertical that really 
needed a different approach to payment. How did that time being out in the outdoors, I was going to say wilderness, but that's probably not fair, but out in the, out in the outdoors, that, that time spent out there with that, having that ability for, to get that clarity of thought when you're doing those things, how did that impact you thinking this can be done better? And what was that aha moment that made you go, oh my gosh, if I just did this, this, and this, it would solve these issues that, that I'm seeing in this market. I don't know if I really had a aha moment exactly. It was multiple steps that led to it, talking about it with multiple people that kind of led to, okay, there, there's something here and there's a different way. There's a different approach that's necessary. And I'll start by talking, by talking about the two big challenges that I saw. One as looking at the space and from my perspective as head of partnerships. And one of the big challenges I saw was as a software provider in the world of sports and recreation, so that providing those e-commerce capabilities, the purchasing behavior and the purchasing journey is different from that of buying a regular merchandise online. It's not the same as buying your t-shirt online. There's a lot more complexity behind that purchasing journey. And that as a software provider in the space, you have to adapt to. And some of those frictions and some of those differences are being able to do age restrictions. So you can't register your kid for a certain activity if they're not of a certain age, or they require a certain membership in order to register for a certain activity. And then the more complex you get in that, the more complex payments is intertwined with it. You have to be sure you're providing refunds within the platform, you're providing subscriptions, you're providing installment plans. And that list goes on. That was one challenge that where a payment provider who knows the space and who can cater the use cases to the space has one advantage over somebody who's very generic. Two is the reality of merchants, the reality of organizations in the space that the of sports and recreation. A lot of the times you're talking to merchants who are nonprofits, who are run by volunteers, not necessarily focused on business management. They're focused on providing an activity to their community and it needs to be as seamless as possible. It needs to be easy software functionality because the staff is not always the same. And as a second layer to that, even the ones that are running for-profit businesses are often running it out of a passion for the sport, out of, I love the sport that I do. I am passionate about it and I want to provide that sport to my community in the best way possible. In that same way, a lot of the times business becomes a second focus to them because again, they're just so passionate and it's all about the community that they're serving. I look at everything you're talking about and, and that is the general dichotomy of a professional in that specific functionality versus an operator, someone who operates the business. I can only imagine how difficult COVID and all the different things that came around that, how much more difficult that made it for those passionate professionals. It, it forced them further and further into the operational side of the house. Help us understand like what that looked like for you guys and how did you see that as an opportunity? It's still a very much evolving world in terms of technology for sports and recreation. Back at 
three years ago when I was, again, in, in head of partnerships, there were still organizations that we were talking to that were using pen and paper to take registrations online, where they would have, yeah, where people were lining up outside to sign their kid up for camp and taking cash and check. Now push that forward to COVID where that one wasn't a possibility and their entire businesses had to shift to, okay, how do I do this online? How do I, one, make sure that I can register people online and even provide sports online? Like we've seen a huge shift in that since the start of COVID is being able to take your gym class at home. It's really propelled that space to understanding the need for technology and the need for online capabilities, payments and other tenfold. So I just pushed it and increased that need since COVID. And that's where I thought that there's even more of an opportunity here. And it's, and this is the time to really, to really go after it and help provide the space with, with better tech for, for what they're doing. They get forced into that business operational and having to figure out how to run the business more efficiently. And then I can only imagine that getting the technology that they need in a timely manner is somewhat difficult. How is flexible helping them be more flexible in managing their business? Yeah. So we want to, again, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier. So in the, in the challenges I was talking about, one of the reoccurring challenges as a software provider in the space that both recurring for the software provider in the space and helping serve the merchants in the space is simple use case of reporting and reconciliation. We've spoken in ton of different software companies who have sometimes faced having to do reconciliation for their merchants themselves every month and helping them understand how their payments is rec are, are reconciling, how the batches work. And that's a very specific use case that as, as only being sports and recreation specific, we can help the software providers make sure that they're leveraging that properly and providing something seamless to their merchants, that it's not a constant headache for them. That's one simple use case or one simple scenario where Flexible is doing things differently. Another use case that we see often in the space of sports and recreation is split payouts. So oftentimes uh, you go register your child for their hockey, for hockey team. There's often times I'm using hockey Canadian here. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> oftentimes you're, you're going to be registering your kid for hockey club. Oftentimes that hockey club has, or as a user, you're also paying dues to the association. So either the club has to send association dues up to, or the club up to the association, or the parent has to do two types of registration. So we're helping software providers in this space be able to do that seamless split payout between the club, the federation, and an easy experience for the parent where they don't have to see any of that. So those are just two easy use cases in, in the space that we see we can help software providers leverage and be, again, where we see there's a specific need for sports and recreation. One of the things that I, I noticed about Flexible, and you've touched on it multiple times, is how focused and narrow you got. You're very narrowly focused in on the sports and rec side of the house. How do you see that benefiting your direction, your ability to deliver compared to another solution provider that may be more broad that's, hey, anybody that has 
a payments or a financial technology need, we'll be able to solve for that. How do you see that narrowness of focus benefiting what you can deliver directly to them? That's interesting in terms of the way you've positioned it. I'll go back to, to my experience as partnerships in this space is payments is core to any vertical specific and payments is core to a lot of e-commerce in general. I truly believe that when you're looking for partnership solutions, you're looking for people who are best in breed in what they do. I was looking for somebody who wanted to do email marketing. I would look for somebody who does email marketing specifically well in that, in that space. Again, if you're looking at a certain market, you want to look for people who are solving the specific pain points in the market that you're looking at. You don't want something that's super generic. As software providers in the space, the journey of integrating payments is, in my view, quite complex. And you can go from offering just a hosted payment page to really fully embedding payments within your offer. Software and sports and recreation need to be helped along that journey as to how to get from point A to point B. And I don't think there's any generic payment processor out there that's going to do that and understand the nuances at each of those space for a world that's as specific as sports and recreation. So I believe that within those spaces, you're looking for somebody that's going to help you with one specific use cases, help you along that journey, help you leverage what can the transaction do? How can I get increase my revenue with, with better leveraging that transaction across that journey of embedded payments. You mentioned embedded payments. What does embedded payments mean to you and, and how do you see it differentiating the other providers out in the marketplace? From my perspective, I see flexible as being that an enablement platform for the sports and recreation softwares to connect to these very complex payment rails that are in the background, but in a way that, that helps them manage the functionality that you mentioned before, how do you see that being embedded? And what is the difference from your perspective of embedded versus invisible? I like where you're going with that one. Embedded versus invisible. There are a couple of different ways to look at this. If I go back to thinking about everything that the software provider in the space is offering to their customers, it's, and it's probably somewhat common in, in many different industries, focusing on who that consumer is, the merchants themselves, they don't want to have to go to multiple different places to get their reports, let's say. They don't want to have to go to multiple different places if they have to issue a refund. So that merchant portal that you that is something that as you go along your payment journey is often extracted in the world of sports and recreation. They're trying to centralize everything into that software so that the merchant only goes within that software to do whatever they need to do. To me, that's embedded. If you're making it completely invisible, then you're talking about well, really it's a step beyond that where the merchant, when they're doing, let's say, their their application, they're only seeing the software provider themselves. They're not seeing who they're opening a merchant account with. And that's a different level in itself if we're going that far into embedded payments. But most of the software providers in the world of sports and recreation are at least looking to take all those functionalities that would exist in a merchant portal and really put it all in one place and, and make sure that that experience is as seamless as possible for the merchant. And that's priority 
number one, but that does in itself require a lot of development time on the software side. And it, it requires a lot of understanding of payments on the software side, which is truthfully not always very common. They're, they're there to offer functionalities for business management. They're not there to offer functionalities for payment. And that's where Flexible can come in and provide those payment functionalities for the world of sports or recreation and how best to integrate that into their software and not having to spend a ton of money and a ton of hours on trying to understand those payment functionalities and how to bring it into their software to make that seamless experience for the merchant. So that's a huge differentiator when you're targeting sports and recreation and when we're talking about that payment journey in itself. How are you making that that process, that experience, which if you were to go traditional provider, can be cumbersome, can be can take a long time to get through. You may be handed off to three or four people. You may have to go to three or four different systems to get the data. How is flexible streamlining that for these software providers to speed up the process? for them to get to revenue a lot faster. I'm going to say we understand the space. So obviously we can relate to what they're going to, which in and of itself is different from where the rest of the market is. We, we partnered with uh, a company who's really built all the infrastructure behind us. They have built us the prefabricated house that we needed for sports and recreation. And we are going in and adding on the bits and pieces to make it more specific to the industry we're serving, like reporting and reconciliation, slip payouts, dashboards with data for information that the IFB really needs to see. We're looking at leveraging the payment data as well as industry data so that the IFB can have the potential to go provide very specific information and, and data to their merchant that would help them grow. So we see that as a value app that definitely no other payment provider is doing within the space. That's our vision for, for where we want to go. And again, in, in adding on value adds that are specific to the industry and specific to helping the software providers and the merchants in the space grow. It's interesting with my time in the space, ISV has transformed from all of its different meanings. And it's always fun to, to listen to the perspective of newer software providers in the space on how that is positioned. It used to be somebody that, that you didn't want to work with because you lost control of what was going out into the market. Then it became with, it's somebody who you want to partner with, but hold really, really close. And what's really been interesting over the past three, maybe five years, it has become that extension where it's almost what I would describe as like the Intel inside model where you're like, Hey, you are serving, you're serving the direct end user, but we want to make it easier for you. So you ISV independent software vendor, you are going to independently provide the software as a vendor to our mutual customers. And I'm going to help you power the payment side of it. And it's been really interesting that it's moved to that piece of it. <clears throat> and then as we were talking about the 
invisible payment side of the house. Now it's moved to the next step where that software provider, that ISV software provider, as you mentioned, now is how do I make it look, feel, taste, smell as if I am that financial service provider. So it's been really interesting to see that journey and see how folks like yourself that are adding on additional value propositions to the very robust payment data that is there today, plus the knowledge and the specificity of the industry and merging those two together so that when there is a software company and partnering with them to that knows the financial piece of it and being able to put those two pieces together, I find that very interesting. And I see that being a different approach. I really like the narrowed niche market because what I see a lot of companies do is they say, I can do this for anybody, anybody that has recurring experiences or anybody who needs to have a registration process. And then what that does from my perspective, it leaves the end user to go, well, do, do I fit into that box or do I not? And so it just, it adds question to whether or not that solution's for them. And what I like about what you've done is you've said, I'm going to remove all of these questions of whether or not this is right for me or if it's for me. And you said, this is for sports and rec. And so now anybody's in sports and rec, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> so it allows them to raise their hand a lot easier. You, you mentioned something that's super interesting right now and going back to that invisible portion of it. And this may be slightly controversial, but coming from the world of software in the space of e-commerce, we kind of always saw payments as it, it being slightly invisible. And, and the merchant purchasing the software for the capabilities that it brings, not purchasing the software for the payment revenue that's there. It's a layer behind, behind the software that the merchant itself doesn't see and doesn't care about. As payment in the space, you have to be, you have to acknowledge that and you have to be, okay, how do I help the software provider? One, make things easy for them provide functionality to the merchants that are different from what's else that are out there on the market. And how do I then also help them grow? How, how can I be not only different in the right now, but how will I continue to be a good partner and add value in the future? Walk us through the journey of how flexible will touch the lives of the customer making the payment, the merchant that is accepting the payment, the software provider that is enabling all of that, how flexible is managing that piece of it to the time that the merchant gets their money and the software reconciles it. Walk us through that full journey so we can understand what that feels like. Yeah, for sure. So speaking again, I guess from the, from the consumer side, we want to make it as seamless as possible. So they, when they're registering for an activity, should have all the payment functionalities at CDC and it be the software making it as seamless as possible. So whether they're registering, whether it be subscriptions or installments or just a regular checkout, that be as seamless as possible. Whether they're looking to do card present or card not present, 
all those offers should be on the table for the software to be able to provide. When you're talking about the software itself, but we want to make sure that their journey is easy. So whether they're looking at their new space, how do we get them to a point where it's more embedded and more invisible in terms of what they're doing and cater that approach with them and work with them on that journey. Reporting and reconciliation, it for sure depends on where they are within that payment journey and how embedded they are. But we want to be able to say, okay, you are on this journey. We're either going to provide you the reports that you need for your merchants that they understand what's what's being reconciled, when it's being reconciled, what it's attached to. And we're the correct APIs and helping them embed that within the reporting and reconciliation, excuse me, that they're offering within or that they have within the software. So it's really about like that hand-holding process, depending on where they are within their own journey of payment, making it seamless for them and then adding on value adds in the future and making it as easy as possible for them. Fantastic. I, I, I love, and I know I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I love how specific you've gotten, how you're leveraging technology that exists in the marketplace to accelerate the delivery of this. It's super important that you've done these things because a lot of times software companies will promise a lot of things to deliver, but then fall down when it comes time to execute and actually bring it to market. The way that you've approached it allows you to provide that value a lot faster and a lot easier. I want to commend you on that and, and thank you for joining today. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience? If I were to share one last thing is that in terms of my journey within the payments world, I see it's just trying to make things more approachable, seeing payments in a different perspective, seeing it through the eyes of the software. It's the future of vertical specific software is where payments needs to be able to help them grow and be the behind the scenes partner, offer specific things to help accelerate that growth. Allison, thank you so much for taking time out to go through this with us. We really appreciate it. Look forward to all the things that Flexible is working on and can't wait to have you on again when we start to dive into the analytics side of the house. Thanks a lot, Ted. Thanks a lot for having me on. Be sure to subscribe to FinTech Confidential on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player by going to podcast.fintechconfidential. Our show notes in each episode are available at www.fintechconfidential.com. And you can get FinTech Confidential information by signing up at access.fintechconfidential.com. If you want to be a guest on FinTech Confidential, submit your application at guest.fintechconfidential.com. FinTech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid.